Hello, everyone. I'm Wa. And I'm Chris. And welcome to DocuSweeties. We're longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Sure, sure. But through our own lens, which is often salty, sometimes bitter, you know, whatever we're doing at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Today's episode that we are going to be talking about is a love after lockup, aka life after lockup, season four, episode 13, partners in crime. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because they don't know how to deal with their franchise. They have love during lockup. I just, they should just do spinoffs like 90 Day Fiance does and just have separate seasons. And it's interesting that they've made this choice. They feels like they've backed themselves into a corner with it. But listen, they're pulling through. Matt, Matt Sharp does some things right. You know, we can't argue he is a little master. So um, let's get into this episode. Which Kapool, are we starting off? So we start up this episode with Lindsay and Deontay. Mm-hmm. So Blaine, <laughs> Blaine has a nice house, guys. Oh, God. Okay, I mean, drugs pays. I don't know what to tell you, or whatever he does now, honey. I mean, I don't know if it's his like, family's house. Here's the thing. It looks really well femaley decorated. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, honey, a, a woman has gone through that house and she's put up like something on the door. It's like a big W, which I was like, I don't know the last name. Like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a welcome, or maybe it's welcome, W for welcome. I don't know what the point of this is. There is discerning thought that's gone through this. And I mean, it makes you a fan of Blaine, if you're not already. I don't know if it makes me a fan okay. of Blaine, but it just makes me go... <laughs> It just makes me go, like, at least it isn't, like, his grandmother's decor. Like, it isn't old. So it's not like we feel like his grandmother passed away and he just took over his grandmother's house. Like, <laughs> whoever did this decor is at least in their mid-40s with all this word art. We can obviously tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got a scene of Blaine and... <laughs> Girl, Lindsay just a garble talking in their Mississippi twang. And we... Why didn't they put subtitles they did for this is what happened the scene starts and blaine says something that is outright he says no we're gonna do about tc and they give him whatever subtitles for that but then they should have just continued throughout the scene because wa and i had to pause it and rewind it one billion times you know like one billion times yeah it was like what did she just say and then, and then he's like, "Well, you well, I I can't talk to Jerry because Jerry hasn't answered his phone. I don't know if he's asleep." What? Like right. it was just back and forth. Basically, Blaine suggests that Lindsay has Deontay go to the jail <laughs> to pull TC out, mm -hmm. and she's like, "I'm going to say like normal." I'm like, "Hello, I'm my friend without a rail." Like it is just so awkward the way they're just rambling on man and then not even you know two and a half minutes later we have a whole scene again with but we'll get to it when we get there so the next thing that we have is Deontay pulling up and and knocking on the door and he looks tiny but you know we'll again talk about that in the future too mm -hmm. and she opens the door and jumps on him this and I was telling Chris this is the first time Deontay has had a woman jump on him like that a woman that he's been fantasizing about a woman that he's just been waiting to save 
And she jumps on him and kisses him. And I know he's got to be instantly in love with her. He is obsessed and in love. And this is his boo. Nobody can tell him otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, yeah, you can see him melt. You can see him just like look with love in on her. You know what I'm saying? And for someone who, like me, who like would very much enjoy that look like all the time from men and for some reason like don't get it for some horrible reason. I'm starved of that look. And you know what? When he gives it to her, I'm not only, I'm not jealous of her. I'm just happy for him because the look of love is one where the person giving it is in ecstasy. On the look of love, <laughs> you're waiting. Only the two of us standing <laughs> by in front of my friend's house. And I wrap my legs around him with my high boots. Yes. She's wearing free, she's wearing like riding boots, like but like if riding boots were also slippers or like you know, sleepy boots. You what know? it is is that what? they are they're just a, a boot of yesteryear. Like they're a boot <laughs> of like five years ago, right? And she's in Mississippi. We don't know what the weather is like, but the problem is is that. She's wearing a light pink blazer that's semi somewhat fit. <laughs> yes. And the slouchy dark brown boots just don't go. Like it makes she's no gonna sense. need a light tan. She needs a light tan boot to go with that outfit. So she brings him in the house because Deontay is like, who all live here? And so she's like, let's just get it over with. So she brings him in the house. And in order to solidify her feelings towards Deontay and prove her not sexual feelings towards Blaine, she sits Deontay down after <laughs> Blaine mumbled, you haven't seen anyone, sits Deontay down and then immediately jumps in his lap like a baby. Yeah, you know, Blaine has a good house. First of all, if I was Lindsay, or yeah, if I was Lindsay and Deontay was like, who lives in this house? She'd be like, well, obviously my aunt, look at the decor, let's leave. You know, but she doesn't, she brings him in the house and they have like, you know, a power recliner kind of um, sofa where like there's individual seats and there's kind of like a console that's hard to sit in. So she does the ab absolute most to share the one person reclining seat with him, you know, like, and he, again, couldn't be happier. It's the, it's like what he would w have wanted to have happened. He's like, he loved having her on top of him when she like, you know, greeted him at the door. So like, to feel all her body on him, he's like in ecstasy. But at the same time, he is forced to stare Blaine, stare at Blaine during this. And Blaine, <laughs> and Blaine is just taking this, you guys. Like he is, because obviously they're not intimate. And even if he wanted to be intimate with her, he knows it's never going to happen because she didn't choose him. So he's trying to be this like big brother vibe, slightly big brother, a little bit like that's my homegirl, though I will cut you up type vibes, which I'm here for. And Deontay is just like, you're not going to scare me off, man. And, you know, because Blaine, for whatever reason, brings up the fact that she's a little crazy and that she might stab a person if a person gets in her way. She'll do anything for those that she loves. And Deontay's like, listen, I like a little crazy, you know, call me crazy, but I love it. Yeah, I love it when he's asking her, like, so you stabbed a person? She's like, don't ask me, you don't want to hear. I mean, here's the thing. I actually kind of mildly disagree with you. I think that Blaine is in her love, love with Lindsay. And I think his long-term game plan is to wait her shit out, to to wait to wait break her, her shit down. out. Yeah, like he won't make a move. He is just going to wait and wait and wait like a little like beaver in grass for the perfect time. And he's not like a big, he's not going to come at her like Dom Dom because she is feisty and crazy. But I think that if given the opportunity, like if she came at him like drunk or sad or whatever, he would be only too happy. 
Blaine thinks of them as partners in crime. And so then there's a little explanation that, you know, he sold drugs for her. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, well, you know, then he bring, there, there comes the time. I love what it. comes back again. And then it's more so about the fact that, you know, where is Deontay planning on living with Lindsay? Because Lindsay needs to stay in Mississippi for Miley Grace because it's all about the churns. And Deontay is like, listen, I know I come second to Miley Grace, period, point blank. Like, I'm not even trying to play around with that. I It would be a lot for me to pick up and move here. But if that's what I have to do, then that's what I have to do because I'm going to support my woman and I'm going to love her. And Blaine can't say nothing to that because Deontay is saying everything that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, they do a little house tour where like he sees that they share a bathroom and he's upset about that. You know, like I think that he just like pictures like her like in the shower, like, you know, and he like comes in and he's just like titties out and stuff. And he just like bone in the shower. I mean, I would think that too, but like she has a nice room. Oh, I, I wouldn't trust anyone, honey. I don't trust anyone. No, don't you? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Sharing oh, wow. a bathroom. No way. God, you're just setting yourself up. for Everybody who believes that is just setting themselves up for a life of like stress. Just let it go. Uh, so afterwards, uh, he ends up leaving and I believe she leaves with him too. Yeah, she does. Because she's like, can I drive? And he's like, do you have a license? And she's like, yes. But here's the part that really got me. The Deontay's reason for not wanting to live in Mississippi is because he has to quote unquote, come down South end quote, and then see, be in a place where there's people who quote, don't look like him. And I said, Deontay, first of all, you know, there was Negroes in Mississippi, right? Cause that's where most of the slavery I feel like happened. <laughs> I feel like Mississippi is the most Jim Crow slavery state of all the slavery states, but so was Virginia. And that's where Deontay is from. Virginia, and he's gonna talk about over here like people don't look like me. I'm like Dante, you just as country as them too. I know you don't feel it. I know they're a little bit more dangle, shangle, bangle, they don't bang but you you one notch above that. <laughs> I, I disagree here because when I was in this scene with Deontay and Lindsay and Blaine, Deontay's form of speaking, his accent, if you will, to me was on the other spectrum of these two people so much that I told Wall that it was like listening to like two Southern people talk to a British man. I mean, that is because they are so Southern. I mean, there is just, there are levels to, I think, certain things. And like, just the way they talk, honey, it is just like, and then Deontay is like, believe me, Miley Grace comes first. <laughs> to me, I know that Miley Grace is the most important thing in your life, Lindsay. You know, you're just like, meanwhile, he's like, I don't get around to me because I know Miley Grace is the most important thing in your life. And I'm like, he's damn near Colonel Sanders to me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's all the same garble in my in my mind. But, I'm loving it. Uh, anyways, we can go on and I love list. you. I wants to be with you. I forgot you wrote that down. Who says that? I don't know. Oh, is that is that okay? I saw uh, it. I didn't know what it was. So I was watching one. <laughs> okay, next Kupal is Poopy and Ambas. Poopy and Amber. For those of you guys <laughs> who are wanting to speak the California English vernacular, um, so. We have uh, Puppy and Amber. Now, this is hot off the press. This is hot off the moment when 
whatever his name is, Eric, left Puppy at the wedding nuptials. And they're all concerned because they're like, why did he just leave you like this? And he told her to figure it out. So they're all back at the good old Hampton Inn uh, having an old fashioned lady sleepover. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was blurred, but I mean, you can't blur it away from Waza. She's like, Hampton Inn, got a Hampton Inn, you know? <laughs> They're staying at the good old Hampton Inn where these ladies are probably playing $89.99 a night, but they all piled into one room. And I said, the good old college days. <laughs> uh, and there's, you know, little bottles of alcohol that they're imbibing in. And they're talking to Puppy about her situation with Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she says, you know, like, this is what's confusing. She says they live together, and I think that they do, but he's married still or whatever. So she's like, am I the side chick? And the answer is yes. At this point, still yes, you know? But, like, she is so starved for relationship and attention and sex. Like, you know, like, I mean, she literally is the girl that is, like, so insecure that, like, she can't wait to, like, go full Olsen twin with her, like, significant other. You know what I'm saying? Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen twins. I don't know they, what that means. Okay, well, that's a reference to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, who are on Full House. They're twins. Did they sleep with the same man? No. So, um, do you? There was a part of this where we talked about how <laughs> Puppy and Eric uh, dress very similar. Oh, they like take on each other. Like, oh uh, yes, oh yes. So, yes. like, she went yes. full Olsen twin with him. Would be like a funny way of me, like, mm -hmm. yeah, great. Okay. So, this is. I'm hoping that you podcast people realize my pain in this moment. Yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, their ripped jean, like leather jacket, you know, situation and like is full, you know, not to switch genres, but Miona and Jibbery of 90 Day Fiance, like there are coops. Have you, would you dress like your guy? Yes. Okay. When you say that, would you just like take on his style or would you make him take on your style or would you find a style together? You're assuming that me and this person have wildly different styles? No, I, well, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that we already, I'm, I'm thinking that like, we already kind of have the same style. Like we already like wear bright colors, like, you know, maybe, yeah, I, yeah. Well, here's the, here's the deal with puppy that, that bit that you're talking about is like the snippet where they try to get Amber to talk shit about puppy Loki and Amber just refuses to, but she just tries to say it a little bit. Um, but yeah, so pup, we all know puppy, right? For those of you guys who've been watching the franchise for a long time, she just wants love. Mm -hmm. And she wanted it from Amber, but Amber couldn't give it to her because Amber is not comfortable with her bisexuality or or even maybe she's just not gay. But Amber is giving butch queen from not butch queen. That's the wrong terminology for a woman. But like Amber is giving stud. She gives. Oh, yeah. She gives stud. And so like it was very, very confusing to me when she first introduced her boyfriend, Sam. But, you know, that's for last couple seasons ago. Um she, puppy just wants to be loved and i don't know what happened to her in her childhood that caused her to be a life of drug use because puppy's not a crime person she's just doing and probably selling a little drugs and she's silly and kind of dumb so she gets caught up very quickly and very easily yeah um but all she at the end of the day is she wants love mm -hmm. and amber loves her but amber's not giving her that all-encompassing love that she wants and eric gives it to her but eric is just such a dirty shit bag like after her friends all leave because they have to leave because they're all on parole of some sort so they yeah. already got they only got to pass leave the state to be there for the wedding 
And so they got to go. So they drop puppy off at her room that she has with Eric. So it's not as though Eric has totally left her. He's just been missing for the last 12 hours and not answering his phone. Mm -hmm. So she gets dropped off in their dirty ass room oh, God. and she's just waiting for him to show up. And he shows up probably smelling of cigarettes and alcohol whoa, from the whoa, whole whoa, night. Whoa, whoa. He just was like, oh, I got caught up. I got lost up in what I was doing. I'm like, how the hell do you get lost at a casino in a city you probably have ne never been to? Drugs, 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 drugs. That's the way we think he's just like partying all, he just partied all night long. Yeah, you know, once we got in this hotel room and all his stuff was there, it was obvious that he was going to come back. Like, you know, we I don't need to have any more of like puppy being like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, he's not going to like, I mean, I hate to say this, whether you think you're valuable to him or not, that's questionable, but his stuff probably a value. So um, he's not going to leave all his stuff. Yeah. Specifically because he seems to be like somewhat flashy. Now on God's green earth, I can't imagine that all of this stuff is real. Like unless he is just such a drug dealer that he, and everything is under cash that he just makes thousands and just spend it, spends it on like dumb, you know, but even his jewelry does not look real. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess my question to them would be like, is she really the side chick if they live in a home together? And if so, then he does make enough money because she's not paying for that house. So yeah. like they have a whole house, you know, that they're living in. And I imagine <laughs> sometimes he does disappear and he's probably going to that other person. And then when she's like, well, when are you going to get divorced? And he's like, I don't want to really have this conversation. Like when it happens, it happens. And the producer asks him and he says, well, I can't get divorced right now because it would mess up some things I have in works. And I'm like, what is the person you're bringing over like on a K-1 visa and like you have to be with them for a certain amount of time for you to get the, the payment? Like maybe he married like an El Salvadorian or something and that person's family is just going to pay him a bunch of money to be his, uh, be her husband. And then after like a year and a half or two years or whatever the agreement is, then they get a divorce. Because otherwise, like what other reason would he have to not be able to get a divorce right now? Is that a thing people do a lot? Oh, yeah. The Dominican Republic, 100%. You know, I've been asked if I would marry somebody for money. I have been, uh, well, yeah, well, not for money. I mean, not for money. I'd like, I definitely had like people from Lebanon reach out to me and be like, shit's bad here. And I feel bad, but also like, will you bring me to Lebanon and marry me? So I get a green card. I'm like, well, and they're not offering to give you any money. Mm -mm. Oh, then no. Well, I wouldn't, you wouldn't do it, do it for money. Oh, I wouldn't do it either. I'm an American. And I love this country. No, it's like how much money? I mean, usually like 20K, 30 20K? Well, yeah. What are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I'm mean, like, I can do a lot with 20K. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to put this out there, guys. If there's like a rich, 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 man that wants a green card, I would marry you for 10 million. How bad do you want it? Not that bad, girl. Okay, well, then you'll get it. For you. Don't. They'll get yeah. it from a young girl. They'll get it from a girl who... Fine. Mm -hmm. Fine. Yeah. Also, let me just tell you, uh, a rich, 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 rich man yeah. doesn't need you to get a green card. Okay, sure. They need. But, they can just come here. Listen. They just, so you, what you're talking about is you, like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, what are you saying? I'm saying is okay. that someone who's from a, a poorer country, and yes. I'm not saying they need to be rich themselves, but if they offered me 20K, yeah. then I would know that this is, like, super important for them, and this is an investment. Maybe the whole family put in on it. And I would take that 20K and help them out. It would help me out. I don't have to deal with them. I just know where they are at every time, though. So if I needed to get them to sign divorce papers, we would sign them divorce papers. 
I understand where you're coming from. And Leon is looking at it differently. It's like, if I'm going to unheave my whole life to get married to you and like, you know, like change my status and like, I don't even know like the taxes and who knows what I said. And like, it's a lot of paperwork and it's like, I'm tired or whatever. Like if you're going to make me do all of that, then I want something that is like obviously tangible enough for me. And 10 million is that. So, I mean, everyone can be bought and everyone has a price. And the truth of the matter is I don't want to get married. So like, you really have to make it worthwhile for me. And 20K is not worthwhile, but I wish you the best. 10 million is excessive. You know what? Someone just won 1 billion at Mega Millions. Not that, not a, not an American, an, an American won that. Money, money. People are Bitcoin billionaires. People are like, you know, I'm, anyway. Basically, we gotta, we, we've she gone doesn't want to do it because <laughs> here's the truth. Don't nobody have, the, the man who has $10 million who isn't an American. Okay. Can, can just buy his green card with $2 million. So why would he give you 10? Anyways, let's move on uh, to the next couple i'm and, a great wife wall that's why i'm a great wife i she, come with benefits honey i'm not just you know what I, I can put a charcuterie I place and a cheese plate together like nobody's business you know what i want to support my friend uh, of the illusions of grandeur uh, uh, so i'm gonna say okay uh, plus that boobs anyway let's move on so oh no so yeah and basically eric's like i left because like i wanted to leave you because like your friends were like asking me questions and it was just like really attacking questions she's like she, attacking questions like you probably have lived a life like you can deal with like uh, some questions from some females like you little pussy you mm -hmm. know anyways the next couple that we are going to talk about <gasps> chaz and bronwyn i mean that that name is a mouthful i hate it i hate it well i have to respect her culture or whatever and call her bronwyn we would you rather for the rest of your life hear her name or would you rather for the rest of her life hear her talk um, <laughs> so actually, mean. I'm I, so mean. I like the way she talks because it's a study in like what is happening in your throat is always, always, always what I think. When like <laughs> what is happening in your throat and your brain to where like you're just like perpetually and permanently. Is that what you want to do? And it works for her. The babe is so cute. I don't really want to talk about that right now. <laughs> it works for her. And I am always envious of, of women who are able to smoothly get through this world by sounding like a baby and having men be like, Oh, I love it. She just wants me to take care of her. And it's like, no, you want, you want her to take care of you. So Chaz is flight is delayed. She's with, <laughs> she's with her best duties at somebody's house girl. And she's got schoolwork to do. And it's out of like some kind of workbook, which leads me to believe that this is like some kind of continuation. I didn't graduate from high school like situation. And so she you know, it's like, it's just like a workbook where you just like rip the pages out. It's like they're perforated and you just write in there, like what the adjective of going is like gone. I don't know. I'm using words. I don't know. Like you just like, it's just like, it was like a grammar workbook. <laughs> it was just like the, the, like the, the, I don't know. I don't know. What's another word for leaving. And then you just put like, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, so she's trying to do her homework. And he keeps calling her what feels like every 15 minutes to give her the same update about him not being able to make it there because the Kentucky flights are all shut down because of weather and the electronics went out and nobody. And he is so just like, <sighs> he's like, the world is conspiring against me from having sex. And then one of her friends is like, he's so pressed. It's because he wants to have sex with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She keeps putting these phone calls on speaker. So, like, this is. Can we do a little uh, yeah. back and forth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I? Can I be her? Sure. Okay. Okay. 
Hey, babe. Oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. The fucking electricity went out and the fucking, it's ruining my life. I'm sick of this bullshit. And then now they just delayed me another hour. So sad. I know, I just can't wait to fucking pee with you, baby. All right, well, maybe like we should replan this like a different time. No, I don't want to replan it at a different time. Like I want to see my wife. I want to spend time with my wife, goddammit. Why can't I spend time with my wife, my hot ass wife? But like, why would you, I'm thinking when I come for like a couple of hours instead of just replanning it. Well, like, babe, I mean, I need to see you. Like, it's been a long time and America needs to figure it out and like get me on a plane so that I could get to you fast. Okay, babe. Hang and up. Her friends the whole time are like, we hate him. He's such a dumb, like they, this one lady, honey, I mean, you know, was the star of the show. She had this, I wish we knew her name. I don't remember her name. Do we write down her name? No. We her didn't. name is Tara. Okay. It is Tara. And, oh, Tara, that's too bad. Um, She has like a crown of some sort of like rhinestones on and. What well, talk about talk about what's also on top of her head? So Tara, I don't know if she's like a quarter black or just like black fishing. Is she black? Because the wig that is on her head is is very black woman like. It feels it just it it feels like an unnecessary hairpiece for someone who's deeply insecure about what their hair looks like underneath, and it's just like sitting on top of what I suppose is her very curly, dense hair that she doesn't like. And then she put on like some kind of hippie like hair accessory that goes over her forehead and smushes down the bangs. And it is, I don't get it. I just don't get what's happening. I get it. She's like maybe Gen X, you know, she's not Gen, she's not a boomer. I think she's Gen X. And so like, she just like grew up in a time where like being black wasn't exciting for her. And so she's just like chosen to like not be black. She definitely, her face looks like it has orange self-tanner on it. Like there, that's like, it's like, so it, it, it has that not natural, but trying to be darker situation. Her hands are a different color, you know? And so I think that that's, you know, whatnot. Now, she, yeah, she, uh, all of her friends are there and they all, you know, are just like trying to make this cabin some sort of like decorated party for them. I'll be honest. I don't know why they're there except that Bronwyn was like I don't want to have sex with them so please come and like be a barrier be a boundary for me because they definitely know that she hates them like she she they know that she's not attracted to Taz like they were they are absolutely like he's a simp and like and I hope he doesn't come like everyone is giving a vibe like they want him to not come at all well, what it is, is that it was supposed to be an overnight situation. So what the situation was, was that he was going to touch down in Portland and meet her at her friend's house. So they were getting posters and such ready to meet him at her friend's house so that she could have one day with him without the sex. And because she's she's been in prison for 11 years and in prison, and we've heard this a lot on this show, is in prison, you're not supposed to touch other people. And so if you've lived in a world for 11 years where you're not supposed to touch other people, and then you have to come out and then touch people and people are all on you, it can be very jarring. We've, and like I said, we've heard this from women on this show many different times. They've come out of prison and been expected to like perform for these men. Um, and so we, so I get that. The problem is, is that he missed that first day. 
And so the second day as the, at the cabin was supposed to be something that happened later on in the night on the first day that he was supposed to be there, but it didn't happen. So she moved it to have her friends meet him at the cabin because she still okay. wanted her friends to meet him. Also didn't want him all on her. Now they get to the cabin, he gets there and he's wearing stupid sunglasses, okay? <laughs> and they get inside the cabin and the friends immediately start to tear up and cry and tell basically tell him that they don't want him to take her away from Portland. And every moment we have seen Bronwyn say that she needs to get out of this environment. So it's not like he's forcing her to move to Kentucky. He's just providing a space for her. And they want to tell him to not make her go because things need to be settled here first. Number one, her daughter, who's 20, who we saw last episode say, no, mom, go. Right. If that's what you need, go. Like, I get it that the girl is 20 and she probably still wants her mom regardless of how old she is. But if the girl says so, and if it's better for Bronwyn in the, she obviously wasn't doing well in Portland, but the friends are just like, naysayer boo-boos that don't have a life of their own like none of these women are doing that much I i'm gonna just call it i hate to say it like that but like for them to want their friend to not go somewhere and get healthy and get better but then also feel like damn it, we, we hope it didn't have to be with this person so you know if you ever need our support we'll come and help you move from you know, to another place in kentucky i don't know but anyway so that happens and bronwyn gets immediately very overwhelmed and anxious and an anxious and she pulls him outside and apologizes to him on her friend's behalf about what this, you know, situation ended up being. And then he's like, well, I don't want you to like leave your friends and family if that's not what you want. And she's like, I actually don't want to talk about this at all. Because here's the truth. I do think that she's grateful for him and she sees him as her way out. But because she's no longer a drug user, she just can't have sex with someone who she finds unattractive, especially after 11 year bid. So there's a lot of things conspiring against her, but I do think that she would eventually have sex with Chaz if she could get to know him, but she's already set up a scenario with him by telling him that she would have sex with him. Yeah. Overall, I also feel like she doesn't respect him as a man and neither her friends do. And so I don't know if she was ever going to like actually have a fighting chance because with him because like the way that her their, her friends react to him and, and treat him like in her life it's obvious that that they and her don't really feel anything for him i think that he really is a stepping stone i also feel like the way that she's talking makes me feel like she's already out of her mind in a certain way to be in a right frame of mind is what i'm saying allegedly her talking may, sometimes it's hard on the show uh, or in general to understand if people are still on drugs when they're on, when they've been on drugs and, or if they're on like medication that is like prescribed for them, because if I was to be honest with you, she and her pattern of speaking makes you feel like she is not sober. And Lindsay of uh, what we're talking about before, the way that she grips her jaw and the way that she sniffs makes me feel like Lindsay isn't sober. But at the same time, I'm not a professional and this is just us talking. Um, but you know what I'm, it's, it's hard to be able to see where people are actually are on this show and where, and, you know, what's being truthful and what's not. A lot of the show is so heavily produced that it's, it's hard to be grounded. But anyway, that's all I have to say about them. Anything else about them for you? Okay. We're going to move on to our next Kupal, which is uh, Taylor and Chance and Bobby. Mm. Yeah, I know. 
So this was a little bit of a sad uh, moment for Taylor and Chance, um, but also a little bit of a bonding moment for them too. So it starts with um, Taylor being in the car, honey, and driving. And she recounts, um, you know, our, obviously we last we saw with them was Bobby being moved into an unfinished garage room uh, and chat, Chance taking the kids to this father-daughter dance. So now we're picking up. Taylor is um, driving, like I said, and she sort of updates us that since then, Bobby OD'd. And she was found in Taylor's living room and she was already like black and bluesies, you know, and it was really, really bad. Um, having told that into like the dash cam camera GoPro, she then pulls into what feels like maybe the rehab center that Bobby's at to bring her some things and to maybe visit her. And she's told there that that's not possible. Um, and so she's driving away and we then get also a conversation where she starts to battle with feeling guilt of whether Bobby's OD happened because of the garage move, because she feels like, even though this person obviously had a prior addiction history, that she was doing well in the house and maybe moving her to the garage made her feel depressed and, and isolated in such a way. So we get her and back at the house with Chance and Chance is like, how's everything going? Like, did you get to see her? And Taylor says, um, yeah, you know, it took me a little bit to get back because I had to pull over on the side of the road and have this moment, but I can't help but feeling that like, you know, maybe we had something to do with it. And then Ta Bobby, I mean, Chance and, is like, do you blame me? Yeah. And she's like, no, but I do feel like maybe she was doing okay. And Chance says, but she could have ruined our lives too with her choices. And at first I was like, oh, that's the wrong move, guy. That's the wrong move. And then Taylor tells us that the police told her that she could have lost her daughters if this had gone sour and that Chance could have gone back to prison for 15 years because of Bobby's drug use. And it's a good thing that they didn't find anything on her. So she must've just like taken pills or something that wasn't like, you know, something they couldn't find the paraphernalia for. And so like, we now see this in a completely different light. First of all, I am shocked that they told her her girls could have been taken from her, but I'm kind of happy that they did so that Taylor can stop blaming herself and or allow there to be room for Bobby to be responsible for the choices that she's making, regardless of if they're made from an addict's brain. You know what I'm saying? Like they're still her choices. And if somebody is, is opening up their home to you, you unfortunately have got to respect it. It is, I feel so bad for this because on one hand, Taylor, not only is Bobby Taylor's sister, she is her twin. They grow up together. When you grow up seeing someone like go through things and like, I think that Bobby, you know, uh, God bless, had a little bit of a weight problem growing up. There must've been a lot of things that Taylor saw Bobby go through and feel bad for her in such a way. And that feeling like you want to help someone in, in guilt or whatever. And then she has this addiction, but she Taylor brings her into her house and she is her sister, but yet Taylor has kids, young ass kids that can find whatever, including dead bodies. And I just, 
I I hate to say this, but like I I was I I'm happy that Bobby was moved to the garage. I think it was I think that was actually an incredibly uh, empathetic move because Taylor is still allowing Bobby to live with her, and she has kids, three kids. You just can't have an addict around three young kids. I mean, I know it's your sister, but like that's not the thing. And then yeah, at the same time, Taylor also says like I if they if the if she had died, the cops in found something. Uh, chance would be taken away back to prison. I could lose my kids and my sister would be dead all in one night. Yeah. It's so it's a lot of stakes for Taylor and she needs to move forward and do things that work the best for her and her family because she can't save Bobby at this point. She's done her best and it's, she's, she's got to move on. And mm -hmm. so do we, the next couple that we are going to talk about are Marcelino and Brittany. You guys, Producer to the produce of the produce, produced, produced. Okay. The producer of the production producer is what this segment is I, to the point where, listen, I love Marcelino and Brittany, but if we don't have to talk about them, I, I won't because there's nothing that I, that we could be talking about that is going to be genuine. Everything I'm going to be talking about is how I feel producers set this up. Oh, absolutely. But I will say this, let's have some fun. So they're at a dumbass car wash, but whoever, we love car washes. So yesterday we went to a car wash. You guys, let me tell you something. If you live in the city and even if you don't, like buying a monthly pass to one of those drive-through car washes is so nice because it just feels like for like $25 a month, I can drive through my car every day, once a day to one of these drive through car washes at the membership of. And A, it makes me feel good to not have a dusty ass, dirty ass car. And also B, it does make me feel, it, it also, you, you know, having to wash your own car is like such a luxury. Who has hoses and who, and it's like so, you get so wet and it's very hard. You can like dry it, it's a nightmare. So having said that, this dumb scene is basically going to tell you, but like what we're saying is even more important. So like get your life together, but also like, yeah, Marcelino and Brittany have to like go to a car wash and like Brittany and this one moment in time at like seven o'clock is like, I have to take a phone call. He's like, okay. She's like, well, I can't do it in a car wash. And he's like, well, get out. And so she like, he like goes to the car wash and he's texting someone. And then the producer is, so for some reason is like, who are you texting? And he's like, blah, 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 and like does like a zoom thing or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he says. I don't even care. But basically, and then we go a, a cut, to where we see the car and there's no producer there. And it's like, this is who, what, what cast of clowns is editing this? This is bananas. This is made for $2. Did they literally, was this a free like trade for the car wash? I mean, I can't believe this basically whatever. So then she gets back in the car and you know, like they're upset at each other and he's mean to her. And then they go back to the house and they have like cute bedtime put, the kids to bedtime then wine time moments and so the kids are cute you know like that little girl's cute then there's that curly haired son that's cute and also you know whatever and their kitchen is like really well organized like honey like she put the time in they got like someone there it's like everything is like has those plastic she has the cereal dispensers honey like everything is freshly done you know she is living her life it's been home edited you know what i'm saying so marcelino in this kitchen light you know what he has aged really well. Like, I feel like he is a handsome ass man. He I, hasn't aged at all. Like he, he, he looks like just like a, it's like he was skinny when we first yeah. met him. And like, now he's not right. Skinny. He's like thick, but I like not know fat. It. And he just, he just gave us more. And like, Brittany, I know it. 
Brittany looks good. I mean, I just think I love her hair. It's just like she's give, every season she gives us a different, a slightly different hair color and a different style. Like this season, it's almost that like darkish red. It's like an ombre and it's a high pony. And it's going to be that for the rest of the season. And I'm yeah. showing this high pony. Her texture has always been great. She has shiny, you know, like long hair. She like keeps it really healthy looking for how long it is. You know, like whatever her hair care, hair care routine, she better drop it if she hasn't already. Yeah, you know? that really, I mean, Brittany could sell some shampoos and some conditioners. Sure. Vitamins. 100%. So Brittany, if you're listening to this girl, get into the vitamins game, okay? Go over there and check out um, Donna's recipe for a tab of the brown and just get you a hair care line because the girlies would buy. If, if you told them that they could have hair like you, the girlie, mm -hmm. and I don't even know about your type hair. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm outside of that cultural reference and I'm telling you, the girlies would purchase. Um, This scene is like, you know, an interesting scene, you know, where they're just kind of like dealing with their interesting, but I hate it. So a little bit, let me just move on. So then like later on in the segment, like her mom comes and babysits the kids or whatever mom, like, you know, comes in, we're like, Oh yeah, you. And then, um, she, we have an office scene where we cut to her like real estate office, you know, there's a mindfulness sign there. She has post-its and pictures. It feels genuine you know her friends just like stop on by and then we see amber now it's been a minute since i've seen amber honey and amber looks like she's dropped those lbs she's been dropping lbs all the way like hansel and gretel honey like you know like all the little morsels of crumbs they dropped in the forest that's her and the lbs until we've seen her now and she's hiked through that forest uh wa I, it's just such a contrived scene of Brittany sitting behind, like she's a working lady now. Hi she's guys. Oh, thank you so much for coming into my office. I'm a working mom, making commissions, make, selling $3 million homes when I can, having specific phone conversations at car washes, dee, 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 dee. You know, we are, we are in my office and, you know, I've come a long way since the three, you know, I, I feel like they all three have been in prison. And so this is just like a come to Jesus moment. And then she talks about how there's no love between her and Marcelino. And it just feels like she's living with the roommate. And then Amanda, surprise, surprise, has DMs from like a long time ago when Marcelino was like, damn, you didn't even come back, right? Was it, wasn't it that bad? And she's like, no, it wasn't that bad. I'm just really busy and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, okay, all right. And so getting that, she's just like mad at Marcelino, quote unquote, and not as mad at a Amanda because it's not Amanda's thing, but she would have wished her friend would have told her that the husband reached out to her outside of it. And so Amanda's like, well, I didn't even know that it wasn't you. Like it could have been both of you because I, his Instagram might have been your joint Instagram. I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, I'm sorry. I think I said Amber. It's um, what's her name? <laughs> Amanda? Well, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. So this was whatever, but it was, it's fake. You know, it's a just very fake manufactured drama between friends that are friends and wants to, you know, continue to reign on this show. And at the same time, while for having been, being so like, you know, upset at their manufacturedness was like, I'm still okay with it because I want to watch them. That's what you said last night. Okay. But I don't necessarily want to talk about them. Sure. Okay. So uh, shall we move on? No, let's continue talking about them. <laughs> Next couple that we're going to talk about is Dumbass Sean. I mean, I cannot. I know. I hate that Sean. Oh. 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 I can't. I just 
sorry, if you're listening, when I say I hate that picture, it's because if you're listening on this podcast, we are putting up pictures, my loves, because we have a Patreon. Do you know that? If you want to watch us make these crazy ass faces and make these horrible sounds, if you want to watch the sounds coming out of our mouth and see the weird pictures, you're welcome to join our Patreon for only $10 a month. It's patreon.com backslash talkie sweeties. At the same time, continue listening. <laughs> so you guys, Sean is such an idiot. So the first thing that we have with this is destiny. No, after she's just gotten off the phone with Sean while he's in the suit shop with his son, Mm -hmm. and this girl gets out of a car and she is pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, she's pregnant. And then when they have the moment, they go into a baby shop because she's shopping with her friend that has a face. (gasps) This This woman, wow, no, I this okay. God bless. I'm gonna tell you right now. We cut to this woman who is a who works in the shop. It's her friend though. So like, okay, this woman looks like Mrs. Geist from Clueless. Having been through years of hard living, honey, like, like she didn't, she wasn't a teacher. Oh, I mean, it is, I paused it to just look at everything that was going on. And I'm, I will ever forever in all of my life, I will always be baffled by a person who can put dark colored eyeshadow on their eyes and not blend it. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. That's your version of for me, I can't stand horribly fake eyelashes. I can't stand why that would be the choice to me to be made. And I feel like you're more forgiving for that. Well, because I know that the alternative is expensive and people can't afford that. So if false eyelashes are in style right now, we're going to see eyelashes that look like Sarah's eyelashes that, you know, we, I mean, Sarah's eyelashes look terrible yeah 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 i mean it's like they don't even know where to put the lash line i mean it took me a minute to put on these lashes today in the bathroom that i was in that didn't have good lighting and my eyelashes are better than theirs. and i'm not on tv if i were on tv i would just invest and go and get somebody to do it but i'm also somebody who's aware of what tv is so you know also i think that regardless of whatever like you also have a certain aesthetic you have a certain taste level where you want your when you look at something you're like this is how i want it to look and this is how i don't want it to look and some people have that's their style and so you know god bless what i'm saying is some woman's style will look at an eyeshadow that's not blend and be like perfect and some women are going to look at their like crazy tarantula eyes like one hanging off and like you know a couple missing and be like great and i okay all the white glue to be seen. Just every piece of glue, layer of glue that you ever put on that lash is seen is being seen. And then no one goes over it and puts more more liner on top. Yeah, like I just like all you have to do is just go like go, go in with your liner right yeah. on top of that, just like and it'll it'll work. But you know, felt tip won't be great. Like you just like just just to mark it. Like you know, it's like it's yeah. Like think about uh, well, I guess you wouldn't do that with a sharpie. You need like a but yeah, just to color it. Yeah, it just it's interesting, but. So we have Destiny and then Destiny talks about how, because you guys remember Destiny got married to somebody else at the end of her, her season, right? And then a few weeks after that, she went back into prison and then she came out and she's still married to him, but she doesn't say like, I came out and then I got pregnant. She never says she's pregnant, even though she's in a baby store and she's clearly pregnant. So I don't know if they're, if she's going to try to make Sean believe that that baby is his, which or why didn't they discuss it? Why did we just gloss over it? And so she then says that the reason, how, like, she's like, oh, should I crash 
Okay, let me back up. Well, this person mm -hmm. is in this baby store with mm -hmm. her friend mm -hmm. talking about how Sean owes her money because mm -hmm. he made promises mm -hmm. of certain things. So she was expecting a $10,000 wedding engagement ring and then didn't get it. So now he owes her because she couldn't sell the ring that he did give her. But I remember her throwing it at him. So that's why she doesn't have the ring that he gave her. And also she says that she paid half of or down payment on the car that he had repoed or taken back because he was the one paying the note. So like maybe he owes her 2K or whatever, but he doesn't owe her, owe her. And then the way she's talking about him marrying Sarah is like, well, then he went and like got married to somebody and like what are getting married to some other girl, like whatever. And I'm like, you fully got married to somebody else. I what are you talking about? I don't understand how she feels like she's owed things. And it's so interesting to me because in my wildest dreams, I would never think, I have never, I just would never think that someone would owe me. But I think that he probably threw his money around so much to get these women that they're like, oh, that I even had to spend two moments with you and you look just like butthead of Beavis and Butthead. I had to sit on a couch and stare at your face with those teeth, and that chin, and that nose. And I feel like hourly, it was it was at least $60 an hour. I mean, so you is, owe me. Here's my invoice. Look at your face. I had to. And I hated it. The thing is, though, he's got a big penis. And they all say it. And he dicks them down. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, he did have to take me from behind because honestly, I can't see that. I can't have that on top of me. I can't have it on top of me. Could you imagine that fucking face? That oh, 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 oh. I mean, like, and the way he, whenever a producer asks him a question about his shenanigans, he always gets like mildly offended and like makes his face up like butthead. And he's like, what? How do you ever even? I, you guys should be watching this on Patreon because you'd 100% see my face. Destiny doesn't even like, I don't understand. I'm just like, I just want to punch him in his stupid fucking face. I can't believe like, the way he looks. It's unbelievable. You want to punch him in his stupid fucking face. And so then we have a scene with Sarah who's like asking him to tell her the truth you know, right here and right now, because she knows he's got some dumbass drama in the background that he's not telling her about. And, 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 and here's the big secret is that destiny is in fact out of prison. And so she's like, is she going to show up here? But she's in prison. But how do we know when she's going to get out? She could show up here. And he's like, no. And I'm like, fool, tell her that destiny is not in prison and that, you know, destiny is not in prison. And that the, like, we also find out that the reason why the reason why she's able to find him and, and get his telephone number is because she's a fucking criminal. And what she did was fraud and identity theft and all kinds of stuff. So all she has to do is like get with some contacts and find out what his new number is. Also, she's now following Sarah on Facebook. And it's just like, why are all these people on Facebook? Like, to the truth. I'm sorry. If you were on Facebook, okay. But you shouldn't be. I didn't know she, they said Facebook is specifically over Instagram. No, the picture that they sh Destiny showed was Facebook. Okay, yeah, I about got her saying three days until we get married. <laughs> You're right. You know, it's so funny because Juan and I, by the way, side note for our Docu Sweeties fans, we are going to record our next um, show we're doing for the for our Netflix bingeable docu series, which is the most hated man in America, which has some themes. Nope, it's called 
the most hated man on the internet. Sorry. Um, and it has some similar themes about how easy it is for people to get all of your information online, how easy it is for people to be sleuthing and internetting and hacking and all of it. It's like a whole ass thing. Yeah. And so to have a <laughs> destiny just be like, do you know how easy it is to get his number? Like he changed his number. I found it in a second. Like, why would you even play me? Do you know what I do for a living? I do it in one second. I just like what, I mean, I low key would love a little like, you know, class and how she does it like i mean i because you do it and you think you're classy doing it that's why <laughs> i don't do it like i don't, i just don't i want to know internet sleuth chris is that she will go and figure out someone's life when they just like dm her and she's like oh i need to know everything about this person if i'm going to continue this conversation and so anyways that's why she like feels something kind of exciting about what destiny's doing and for me what destiny's doing is just like terrible when i first realized that Check, remember we all used to check in on places on, on Facebook? Yeah. Like one of my friends told me one time because she had a bigger, a larger, uh, I think it was YouTube audience than I did at the time. One of the best pieces of advice is do not post anything of where you are until you're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And and then I was like, why? And she's like, because Wahama people are crazy. People are crazy, Wahama, and they could show up on you. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I was like, oh, okay, I I mean, I would, I used to do it on Facebook so that my friends in New York City would know where I'm at. And if mm -hmm. they knew, then they could just show up and see me. But like, I'm not taking into consideration that not everybody that follows me on Facebook was a friend. And it took me a second to like make my Facebook profile, like not public. Yeah. And to truly understand why I needed to make it private is because people could be following me who I don't know and are crazy. Mm hmm. And so, yeah, now I don't do it. And if I do do it, I especially don't tag where I'm at. I'll tag where I'm at after I'm there. Yeah. And so, it, yeah. So, but because of that, Destiny now knows when the wedding is and where the wedding is. And she could, with the producer's help, show up to that wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost as if, wouldn't it be crazy, why, if somehow Destiny and Kelly and all the people, Kelly? Mm -hmm. all the people showed at this wedding um i just want to say one thing this conversation that's had that's happening between sean and sarah where sarah like absolutely like knows that sean is bsing her and full of ish but for some reason is staying around and thinking like i think that sarah's whole thing is like i just know when he's lying so i can just like be on top of it like you know he's not fooling me i'm just gonna stay around because i know he's he's dumb like it's crazy yeah that sean won't just be honest and like but also you know it feels like for some reason it's his fault that she's out or like it, it seems so like guilt guilty that he won't just be open and honest like yeah i think she might be out like he even admits that he's talked to her the other thing is they are having this conversation over what i think is an ikea table with one of those like rock garden um Candle. pieces candles you know remember those like that was a whole thing i feel like i had those in my like that asiany kind of like rock garden candle thing happened in my life and like 2006 and 7 it was happening you know sometimes there'd be like a little like waterfall um feature you know like a little it's like that kind of with the green bamboo like remember that moment in life it's happening still for them yeah, you know, there's a little bit of arrested development, even with her jean shorts. Like, I feel like there's a certain group of women who wear jean shorts that are not high-waisted or, like, uh, ripped. When it's just, like, a regular-ass jean short from, like, 2007, you know, with, like, mm -hmm. a pattern on the thing. So that's where she's at. But here, here's the truth. Sarah doesn't have much options because she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. She's already a convict. 
she already has a child. Mm -hmm. And so if she ever wanted any chance at love, like it would have been it. She's in a rock and a hard place. And Sean has enough money to take care of her and her daughter and the new baby coming on the way. So why wouldn't she marry him? She doesn't have that many options. Yeah. So I feel bad for her. And that's her scenario. That's her situation. But Sean is the absolute worst fuck face. And I, and I want to punch him and I'm sad for her eyelashes. Okay, I agree. Um, let's move on to our final peeps. No, uh, I want to talk about them some more. Okay, Brittany and Ray, honey. They brought them back? Uh, go ahead. Um, I can't even imagine why they brought them back. But I guess they want us... This is going to be another fake drama, too. I think this has been fake from the very beginning. Yeah. And Brittany is loving this. And she probably... Brittany is spoiled. At, you know, you don't know this. But Brittany's spoiled. And Brittany is, like, going to go to her parents and be like, Meh! I want to do this reality show. Uh, I really think it's great for me. And they were like, oh, Brittany, okay, fine. That's what happened. Okay. Was well, they were also like, Brittany, we're going to, we're going to absolutely uh, call you Brittany and we're going to spell it Brittany Spears its way, which is basically no other person has ever spelled it B R T N E Y. Usually it's B R T B R I T T A N Y, stuff like that. But Brittany is Brittany. Um, we pick up with Ray, honey, visiting her parents and he has a welcome gift for that early morning, 8 a.m. house, house gift for a parent, which is red, red wine. Red, red, Raymond, stay close to me. Anyways, so, but before that, we have this scene where she's in the bed in some kind of either like nurse's uniform, jogger, pajama situation, and Ray is getting gussied up and he's telling her he's going to work and he's showing. And so she's like, let me make your breakfast. And then we have a dumb scene of her holding his phone and his lunch pail as he speeds out of the driveway because he's going to work. And so she calls her cousin like, girl, this man left the house without his stub. You know, he not going to work. I wonder where he got. And then it turns out that he's going to her parents' house to ask her parents for his, ask her parents for her hand in marriage. Mama going ahead because Gibson, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you what I did. And this is the blessing I gave upon this world. I made fun of that mother's wig. I did. I made fun of it the first season she was on it. And I said, ma'am, if you're going to talk shit about someone, you need to change your wig. And guess what she did? She changed her wig. Now I'm going to talk shit about her top lip. She's got a white woman's top lip and I need her to overdraw it. I just need that to happen because right now it's giving just a line and it doesn't, it's not the right fe facial feature. So if we see this mother next season with a plump lip, thank me. Basically, yeah. So he shows up in the house and they're like, uh, thanks for bringing the red wine. It's really early. Have you been drinking? And he's like, no, haha. -ha, can I marry your daughter? And um, we are supposed to think that the mom's going to be like, no. And the dad's going to be like, whatever. What ends up happening is the mom's like, yeah, maybe. And the dad's like, no, I'll give you my blessing. I don't need that you in my life, honey. It's not, it's not it. Uh, you're going to have to like make that. You have to show me, honey. And that's the drama of the season, because the truth is, is like when he says that he's shocked that the father said no and the mother said yes, it's because I feel like producers are like, no, let's just make that a part of the plot line. And so the dad said no. And the dad, Loki, has respect for Raymond. And he then he says his reason for saying no was because he doesn't want to give up his baby girl. And I said, oh, you didn't know that she had a con boyfriend for the last three years. Your baby girl is gone. gone. Mm -hmm. no, she's she's grown up. Yeah, she's grown up. She's done. 
Um, that's it for this episode, my loves. I'm so thankful that you have been on this journey. Thank you so much for subscribing, for sharing, for leaving five star reviews. You know how it is. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you're welcome to. It's DocuSweeties across the board, just mm -hmm. like tens, honey, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and anything else. Twitter is that is that still on? Yeah, the doc. I think TikTok is like DocuSweeties too, but it's still DocuSweeties. So search that, you know, and we'll come up. Also, if you guys would like to see the visual of this right now because Chris and I are very Gorgeous. visuals. We're looking great right now. Um, you can join us on patreon.com slash docusweeties and join for just $10 a month. That honestly helps us to produce these shows and gets them edited and gets the thumbs out to use as soon as possible. Also, it like helps us to know you love us and want to support us as like creative people. Yeah. So join us on docusweetie slash I mean, Patreon slash DocuSweeties to get that good old fashioned T, 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 T. Also, guess what? We, of course, have more coming to you. Like we said, most hated man in on the internet. And here it is right now. We're doing 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. We're telling you now. Woo! There it is. Fresh, fresh, fresh. A little drop. We'll give it to you. Other than that, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much. And all right. All right, you guys. Bye. Bye.